Atlanta sports fans are all too used to hear. Until now. No more negative expectations. No more playing the victim. No more fair weather freeloaders. No more. 38-yard field goal by Morton Anderson. The hold, the kick, it's on the way, it's up, and it's going! From the Mesmerized Studios in Woodstock, Georgia, Believe Entertainment proudly presents Believe in Atlanta Sports with your hosts, Robert Taylor and the Commissioner, Mark Rich. Hello, Atlanta sports fans, and welcome to episode 31. That's right. I did some digging. I did some poking around and I, I, cause I've said, I didn't know what number we were on, but this is in fact, the 31st episode of believe in Atlanta sports. We are, but three shows away from breaking the streak. That was Falcons flight with the believe, uh, podcast company in Los Angeles, California. We're going to, we're going to blow past that because we're on a bullet train. I don't know where we're going, but we're on a bullet train. It's going to be somewhere cool. <laughs> on a bullet train to somewhere cool. I was going to say fame, fortune, Atlanta sports uh, stardom. Who knows? But the fact of the matter is that, uh, you know, uh, and I just still want to thank Tim and Jared Mesmerized Media and Believe and everyone for allowing us to do this. But those guys ha- really have been just uh, kind of jammed up. Uh, an old cook of mine used to say, you got me hemmed up, chef. So they've they've been hemmed up with a lot of work, but we we sat down for a couple hours the other day, got everything sorted out. Everything is out, supposed to be out. We got a couple of new ones coming, but man, it uh, it's it's a not so cold morning. But I still got my coffee, and and we're here. I'm here with. In, in case you didn't know, but and if you don't know, then you haven't been listening. But the commissioner Mark Rich, he's here in the house with me. He's hey. wearing he's wearing slides with no socks today. And he was giving me guff about wearing flip flops, saying I was hanging on to summer. So I, th- but you're also wearing a, a hoodie and uh, sweatpants too. So I guess maybe you know I've really let myself go since we stopped recording video. <laughs> we we uh, we laid off the stylist and the makeup artists, and it's okay. 2023, brand new me. Yeah. I, you know, I stopped doing uh, New Year's resolutions so long ago, it's not even funny. Like, I can't even remember the last time I was up at midnight to ring in the new year. Now I'm just kind of like, nah, I'm going to bed. I can't remember the last time I was up at midnight to ring in the new year that I wasn't working. Like, that's the only time I've been up at, well, that's probably a lie, but, like, not out celebrating. It's been a long time. I might be this year because we're planning a trip and it's either going to be like we'll be somewhere on New Year's Eve or we're going to do it after the holidays are over. We haven't decided yet. I think we're leaning towards January, though, maybe because uh, everything drops drastically because we're thinking about going to some tropical location for uh, five or six days. So we'll see. But. You're probably asking yourselves right now, when are these two clowns going to stop blathering and get to some sports? 
what are, what are we what, what's on tap today and, and the first thing we have and I think this is not Atlanta sports related but it's kind of a turning and it's snowballing into kind of a big deal because everybody uh, now unless you live under a rock knows what cryptocurrency is maybe you don't know what it is but you know it exists and a few years ago and even if you've turned on an MLB game you've seen it on the umpire shirts this uh, FTX it's basically a crypto exchange, kind of similar to Coinbase or Crypto.com to where if you own Bitcoin or whatever, you can put it there and you can get uh, kind of a, a Visa or a MasterCard and you can spend your crypto. Well, it went under. But if everybody remembers the Super Bowl that uh, Matt Damon gets made fun of, you know, he said, fortune favors the bull. That was, a, I think, Crypto.com. But Larry David did a commercial for FTX. Kyrie Irving, uh, Tom Brady and Giselle were in it. Um, there's a, there's a tennis player, uh, Otani is named in, in this. So all these people that I've show, Hey, yeah. So all these people that I've just rattled off and it's a, it's a longer list. They've all been named in a class action lawsuit in Florida. Uh, investors that lost money have sued them. Now this is dumb. It's, it's really, really stupid because you're trying to hold someone else accountable for your actions. Now, just because Tom Brady said, I'm in, in, and a lot of athletes are in crypto. Tom Brady paid the guy that caught his last touchdown football. And then when he came out of retirement, he paid him in Bitcoin. Tom Brady, I think, receives some of his football salary in Bitcoin and some other people do too. So just because you saw Tom Brady and all these guys doing it and you thought it was a good idea to, to have to chunk a change, which you probably couldn't afford to lose in the FTX and crypto, that's not their fault. These guys are multimillionaires. They, they just play with this stuff. I play with it too, but guess what I did? Didn't put all my eggs in, into that basket. Well, you I, put, you're, class, you're putting a class action lawsuit, on, and you if you just look at Brady and Giselle, like they lost a shitload of money in this deal. So, like, they're they're part of it too. Like, if if you if you're upset because they did a commercial for these guys and they advertised for these guys, like. They got paid for that, but they were also investors. So, like, I don't. It's it, it. You know what? You know what it is. It's it's society. The what, way we live now. This a litigious society. It's just. It's no different than the lady back in the eighties that spilt the McDonald's hot coffee all over her, and because there wasn't a warning or anything saying this is, you know, the coffee's hot, she won like thirty six million dollars. This lady. So it's, it's it's just a ridiculous. It's somebody that whining because they were misled. And because there's no, like, the laws of the SEC and, and some of these other, like, exchanges and financial institutions don't really apply to crypto right now. It's unregulated. So they, they're, they, it does seem like it was a, because he took $10 billion. This guy, uh, SBF is what they call him, Sam Bankman-Fried. He took, like, $10 billion and moved it into his other research, Almeda. So it's, it was basically a Ponzi. This, we're talking uh, Madoff. Uh, you know, numbers, 10 not, billion not or more. Money. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so, yeah, he was using the, that investor money to prop up other projects. And yet he's already admitted to what he did and this and that, but I, I don't see how, like, if I would have lost money in this, I wouldn't have been like, I'm going to get that Tom Brady, that son of a bitch, you know, but again, that's, it's kind of also too, like, this is how his last season in, in football, if it is, which I think it very well could God, be, is going be. to be viewed as like, oh, man, the, the Bucks sucked. He got divorced. He got sued over a crypto Ponzi scheme. I mean, you know, so. 
But again, I, I think if you're a part of this class action and you're, and you're with your hands out wanting some some scrap, and it's going to take years. If you think, you know, Frederick in, uh, you know, Ocala, Florida is going to get his FTX money back anytime soon, these these people, whoever invested the millions and millions with this guy, they're they're going to be first. And I just think it's just a, it's a, I guess it's entertaining to kind of follow the storyline and see where it goes because everybody talks about crypto right now. Like, what is it? I don't understand it. Oh, you're making money with it. How are you making money? What the hell's an NFT? You know, so it's just a fun storyline to watch, but I also kind of, I know, I know it's, it's petty and, 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 and classless of me, but I love watching Tom Brady just get the business. I know that's awful. He's he and again, he's probably a fantastic human being, but it don't matter. As far as the sports realm goes, me no likey Tom. And I get reminded of that by a friend of ours all the time. He sends me uh texts uh making sure uh that uh, I know that. It's quite often. It's quite often he's like, "I should probably text Rob about Tom Brady." Yeah, yeah. But oh well. Anyway, that's what we're kicking off with, just kind of, you know, it makes you scratch your head going, "Why?" Why do, why do people who lost money in a, in a failed investment feel the need to go after Tom and Giselle and Larry David and all these people just because FTX, I mean, they were paid for their services. I'm sure they were probably paid in crypto or something, but like Larry David didn't look at you and say, Mark, put all your money into this. It's great. It'll work. I promise. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Neither did Tom and Giselle. They were just like, hey, we're in it. It, it's it's just crazy how people can be fooled and like when the the, the details come out like he made there was ftx arena yeah well let's talk about the really important thing now it's no longer ftx arena and now that opened the door for the bang bros to put a bid in imagine if the miami heat play in bang bros arena yeah that won't happen I'm but just apparently saying. this is not the first time they've done this either what? uh these guys so. tried to Sponsor an arena? Yeah, I tried to get a, a, some corporate naming rights. Apparently, this is not their first foray, but it'll never happen. Uh, well, you know what? In today's society, who the hell knows? Because they're probably going to reelect Donald Trump. He threw his hat back in the ring amid all these lawsuits, and they'll probably put that whack job back in office. So if they can reelect a, a, a lunatic who's, you know, mired in, in FBI investigations and he, huge lawsuits, they probably will. Uh, so they probably will do it. It'll. It wouldn't surprise me. So anyway, let's let's move on to what this show is all about, and and some Atlanta sports talk. Not necess- Not even necessarily news. We don't always have news. Uh, sometimes. Sometimes we just talk about Atlanta sports. And speaking of talk, some of these uh big time outlets that I'm not even going to mention because there are there are competitors they're the competition they're who we're trying to take on we're the we're the davids and they're goliath they're so bored because there's not a lot happening in you know uh, in and around the world of sports kind of baseball is winding down basketball is just getting started so there's some things to talk about but we're not in like the meat of the season yet you know we there's not a lot of storylines that have developed of uh, you know rivalries or injuries or this that and the other so what's come out is, uh, you know, the Braves have, for some reason, had to come out and tell everyone not to worry that we're we're not going to trade Ronald Acuna, mm-hmm. and uh, and and one of them said, should we trade Vaughn Grissom? And 
and that's what you're not going to hear here and unless there's cause for it like and somebody could, would probably if you know if we were doing live stuff right now somebody would probably call in and argue with us that there is is due cause or you could find a reason to trade von grissom but i don't think so like the Here's, guy the thing about trades too though is you you got to always be open you got to always be open to that. You don't want to trade certain people, but if somebody comes with like an overwhelming offer for that person that betters yeah. your franchise, it's still a business. And that's why like you're not actively shopping people. It's one of the things that killed me about the the John Collins thing. John's John Collins, his name being put out there as far as trades go was because he was the, the, the piece that people would have wanted. So we listened to everybody saying, hey, we would like this for this. You got to listen to all those things because you never know what's going to come across the table. Um, but like right now, it's the speculating of like or your board. Like, should we should we trade him? Should we get rid of him? Should we do some weird shit? What do, what do you want to do? Yeah, they're like Charlie when he's in the mail room on, and it's always sunny in Philadelphia, and he makes the whole uh, he's trying to figure out where the mail goes, and he has all the strings up like because and, and I, this is what we talked about before we hit record today is is any time these other outlets kind of start to speak it into existence. Sometimes the shit happens. And, and again, I'm one of those, as far as the Braves are concerned, like I like to, to keep it all together, like exciting young talent. Like, you know, Ronald Acuna isn't going anywhere. Let's just go ahead and say that right now. He isn't going anywhere. The only thing that anywhere. happens. The only thing that happens with him is his contract probably gets restructured. Yeah, of course. Now he has to. He's gonna and he's going to bounce back. I watched the dude take bad in practice the other day. He's working hard, and he didn't have a full spring training. He was. Yeah, he had some nagging things related to that knee injury and a back, and and he's he is working out. He's gearing up. Not, not. I don't want to say comeback, but he's going to be better next year. He just he had an off year, and that happens. And he's still a very young player. And the only way Ronald Acuna is going anywhere is if somehow his talent just takes a nosedive. He, he, we haven't even seen the best of Ronald Acuna yet. So, just anybody, just don't even worry about that. Just cheer for him and 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 wait, wait for the awesome. I. He's another guy that when the shift goes away, what's he going to do with with no shift? Just like I said, Matt Olson, you know, is probably going to rake in Atlanta. You know, I'll just be interested to know how that goes down. So anyway, no Ronald Acuna trade talk. Not on this show, not ever, and you should tune it out as well. Now, as far as Grissom is concerned, you know, yeah, he came up but and, and didn't make the adjustments that Michael Harris made. Michael Harris was able to adjust, and and plus, I just think Michael Harris is a phenomenal talent. But again, let's wait and see. But, but the point I'm trying to make is I'm such a homer and I'm such a Braves guy. I just don't like to talk about any of our guys going. Right. Especially now, if somebody called and said, "I'll give you this, 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 and this for Vaughn Grissom," yeah, there is a scenario where you're like, "Oh my God, we we love him, but wow, can't turn that down." That's that's a sweet deal. Well, and if you if you're re-signing Dansby or or whoever, you're re you're going to sign a shortstop, whether it be Dansby or one of the other big names. You you're probably going to sign a big name shortstop, yeah. whether it's ours or someone else's. Uh, Ozzy's coming back at second base. Heck yeah, he is. So if you want to put Grissom in the outfield based on depth, 
maybe that's there. Or like if, if somebody covets him in the infield, then like that those these are the ways you make I swell trades. I but. say and Ron Washington has said he 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 sees him being an everyday player at shortstop eventually. The guy's got talent. He's got upside. He's got potential. I know I, I probably would, would 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 not do a good job at running the franchise because I, even if somebody offered me a, a, a very attractive trade package for Vaughn Grissom, I would have to say, I don't even know. We haven't even seen what we have in him yet. That's how I would, if I was a manager or, or, or an owner or whatever of an MLB franchise, I would be very leery. Because look at Adam Wainwright. The Braves traded him away and look what he did. I would I would always be like until I see what I have in this guy until I his true potential is realized he ain't going anywhere I'm gonna hang on to him now is it it's that weird thing of did we hang on to him too long mm-hmm. now also too like sometimes players can request trades and sometimes you're just like hey Vaughn you're a great player but the dynamic we have here in Atlanta and how we're set up I don't know if we're gonna be able to find room for you but there is room for him I th- I think you use him off the bench. Or maybe he even starts in left field, but you keep him on the team because his defense, defensively, it's there. Oh, yeah. Now you just got to work on his hitting. And really, the only thing he has to do is is making those adjustments. He came up and raked, and then pitchers watched film on him and said, okay, we're going to change our approach, and he didn't reciprocate. You know who else that happened to? A lot of people. Austin Riley. Yeah. Yeah, he couldn't hit breaking pitch. He had trouble with breaking pitches and curveballs, you know, so... Uh, speaking of Austin Riley, that's another thing that uh, I think we should talk about. Is people have said that you know uh, he's the he's the face of the franchise, and I say nay nay. I say right now today, even though he is a free agent and he did reject the qualifying offer, which bridge jumping Atlanta fans, calm down. That's, that's how the game's played. Business as usual. Only two players accepted uh, qualifying offers, and one of them was Jock Peterson, and it's the biggest contract so far of his career, and I think Jock is smart. I think he knows that he's uh, not the player he used to be. He has put on a little weight, and he de- and the Giants said one year $19.75 million, and he said, yes, please. I think Jock Peterson's one of those guys that has gotten rich and, and now has become a little disinterested in baseball. I man, I don't know. I just, I, I don't even know how old he is, but he's, he's still a younger player, early thirties. You know, thirty two, thirty three. I think. Well, I mean, we can, we could probably carry this show long enough to Google old old Jacarino. I think the, I, I think you're right though. Like he does, I, I feel like he doesn't want to be an everyday player. Like if you just watch, he's only thirty. Okay, he'll maybe. be thirty one in April. So still a young guy, but. It's kind of like, you know, uh, Andrew Jones. Andrew Jones played a long time in, in, in MLB, but I think we all know and all saw him start to get a little little soft around uh, the, uh, you know, the, well, the core region, I guess is what I'm trying to say, but he put on some weight. And he got lazy. And I, I, th- I don't, I don't want to call Jacques Peterson lazy, but I think – I think he probably likes the whiskey. I think he's a bit of a drinker. I don't. Want, I, I'm not going to say he's a raging alcoholic, but I, I think he's one of those good time ball players. Like he likes to go when he's out on the road or, or even at home. I think he's probably out after the game or in the clubhouse. I, I don't know. I just he doesn't seem fully committed to the game of baseball anymore. He he does like to have his fun. Seems like to me anyway. 
from from the outside looking in i could be wrong but but what we were saying is you know some people were talking about how you know Acuna's not going anywhere but uh riley's the face of the franchise and and as it stands today dansby swanson is that guy once freeman left it was kind of up for grabs as to who would take the the reins and and by all uh accounts it seems like dansby has become that guy now we've we've got to resign him i still wonder what the hell is going on they won't give us any news <laughs> Uh, whatsoever about how the talks are going, and I wish we could find out. But we talked about this earlier too. What uh, when when you think about other teams facing Atlanta, though, and whether whether Dansby is the the face of the team here in in Georgia, like when other teams think about the Braves, who do, who are they thinking of? They're thinking of Acuna. Everybody. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> we're 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 stacked, but like. I wonder if the ma- uh, the people in Major League Baseball are like, oh, Dansby Swanson and the Braves are coming to town, or if they're like, Acuna, Riley, like, I, uh, I, yeah, I think they just say the Braves are coming and they're dangerous. But yeah, I just I wonder I wonder what the perspective because in town, like Dansby's a hometown kid, it just makes sense. He, he like, it, I think of him when I think of the Braves too, but I wonder what other people that that don't have the the yeah. homer aspect that we do think about. The Braves. I I think people can see it. You know, they look into the dugout and they see what's going on on the field. But I I just think he ascended into that role. And even Anthopolis came out and said he's a glue guy. We can't lose our glue guy. Like, we need him. I think during the the season, he became kind of the spokesperson. He became that clubhouse. He filled the void that Freddie left. So I, I fully think he is the captain, the leader, the voice, uh, the elder statesman now, if you will, uh, of that team. When I think kn- Riley's there, but I don't. He's not a talker. He's not. Yeah, going to give you the post game interviews that you're looking for. Dansby will. Yeah. Dansby will be your spokesperson on top of everything. Riley's just that quiet killer. I mean, you know, and and Olson could step up into a similar role, but I think as far as somebody that's been there, and Dansby. I think now at this point it has been there the longest. He might be one of the longest tenured players there. Because he came up, Riley came up after Swanson did. So I I just see Riley, the, uh, I mean, uh, sorry, Swanson is the type of a guy that's going to call a closed door meeting. Or Swanson's the type of guy that's in the clubhouse after the game, slapping everybody on the butt, saying, hell yeah, we kicked their ass. Or he's in there going, we got to do better, guys, after a tough loss. I just feel like he's that vocal person. And by all accounts, I mean, most people inside the organization, no matter who you talk to, you know, Paul Bird or. You know, any any you know, Skip Carey, Frank Core, they all seem to kind of echo that thing that you know when you walk into that clubhouse, you can kind of tell that, you know, of of the players in there, Dansby is 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 pretty high on the on the totem pole as far as you know running things or you know maybe getting up a kangaroo court or whatever. So, but again, may not may not hear anything till the owners meeting. I, that's all I know. I'm just I'm where I'm ready for it to be over. That's all I can say. Regardless of where he goes or what happens. One way or another, make it stop. Because guess what today is? We have less than 90 days until baseball's back. 89 days until spring training. 89. And that's that's everybody. I think, what's today? November 17th. 17th. All right, so get your your, that abacus that's in your brain. Oh. Russell Crowe from A Beautiful Mind. Today's November 17th. Pitchers and catchers report February 14th. Go. 
No. Oh, you don't have it today? <laughs> Usually I, you do. It's The math thing is not the problem. It's remembering how many days in each month. Oh, that's easy. Yeah, Come on, man. No, no, I've lost that. 30 days past September, April, June, and November. All the rest have 31 except for February, which has 28. Okay. Still not playing. So September, April, June, November. I'll have 30 days. Everything else is 31. February has 28. We're going. We're going. See, I, I can see it. I can. It's like. 62 and 14 is 76. And. Wait, that's. That is 90. Minus today, I guess. Yeah, minus today. Yep. So, well, you know what? It could have been after midnight when I was reading. Uh, no, no, no. You know, that, that makes sense. Perusing through everything. But see, I told you you could do it. I knew it. Um, but, man, I just, I think it's the weather, too, because I don't like this weather. It's it's well documented. I don't I don't thrive well in this weather. So when I think about baseball coming back, I'm like, that means spring's coming. Yeah, it's. Green grass and, and leaves in the trees and Sinuses. sunny skies and it stays. Allergies. Yeah. Yeah, I don't deal with allergies. Uh, I think I get them in the – no, I don't think. I know I get a touch of them in the wintertime. It's like my body transforms into this whole other person, like from summer to winter. Like I turn into like this bear that just wants to hang out in the cave all day and like come out when I need to. Bear has been a common theme today. Yes, we talked about the TV show Bear, which everyone tells me I need to watch. And uh, I'll get around to it. Some, if anybody wants to email me their Hulu information, I will uh, log in and watch it. I don't have Hulu. Uh, I do have regular cable, though, so maybe there's reruns or something. I don't know. Just check FX on demand. You know what I thought about last night? That Because I, I, I have and I'm going to keep regular cable. And I don't know if I can. I feel like I have the box that I can do it with, but maybe I don't. I'm going to start recording all these games. And guess what you can do when you record it? Watch them. Well, yeah, but you can slow them down. So it's like watching film. You can press pause and look at where players are set up, and I was like, I'm going to do that. We're going we're gonna to do that. We're going to be doing some slow-mo, uh, rewind, fast-forward, uh, breaking down some uh, some stuff. But um, anyway. Yeah, but Telestrator, or can you? Yeah, like Madden style? Yes, we need that. We'll cook a turducken every time. Ugh. Oh, man, that's coming up too, man. Thanksgiving is coming up. Next week, next week is Turkey Day. Turkey, dressing ham, green, green peas, green beans, casseroles, stuffing, football. And I have a brand new amazing recliner. I'm going to get stuffed and then fall asleep in that thing watching football on Thursday because we don't have to do any family stuff. Uh, that's the Sunday after that we have to do a uh, – and that's kind of, I guess, become a trend over the last few years is people don't, don't always do it on the day. So we're going to stay at home all day and cook a small meal for ourselves and put the tree up and, and get... Valerie has this huge box of Christmas decorations. There's all kind of stuff in it, man. Uh, and I'm a Christmas guy, too. I keep trying to get her to let me put one of those uh, projector things on the lawn that you put down in the grass and you turn it on and it projects like snowmen and shit all over the house. 
I want one. I know it sounds lame, but you, if you get one, you got to make sure it's multifaceted so you can use it for Halloween and you can use it. No, for- I don't do Halloween. Halloween doesn't exist for me. It's just another day. I'm not a Halloween celebrator at all. I don't do. I don't care about it. If if they if they came out tomorrow and and Joe Biden said Halloween's canceled, I'd be like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm, I don't. I, okay. Some of our other friends would be, uh, you know, spiral down into a world of depression. God, we have one uh, former coworker. Well, she, I guess you could still count her as a coworker since you're still at Gusson's. But Daisy, she starts celebrating Halloween like soon as like September 1st hits. It's like a whole thing for her. She's a oh my, big time horror movie Halloween person. But I don't get down like that. But I, lo- I want to go full Clark Griswold on the, on the place. And just like when you plug it in, like you hear the, the hum of the house from like the other side of the street. Like, oh, Robert and Valerie got the Christmas lights going. Look out. But alas, I don't get to do that. But maybe one day, maybe one day. Or do the Falcons now, they've played on Thanksgiving a, a some. Do they play on Thanksgiving this year? Probably not. No. Oh, okay, um, yeah, they're not. We, the, we played back-to-back against the saints that was fun i was actually at the one in new orleans that was such a sweet week also went to the juvenile 25th anniversary concert while we were in new orleans that was so much fun um but no we do not play on thanksgiving day and we probably won't play on thanksgiving day for a while yeah but the falcons do play this sunday and they play the monsters of the midway the Chicago Bears, the Cute. Bears of Chicago, There's and they, that bear theme. Yeah, again, yeah, man, we've been talking about bears. Man, maybe we'll see a bear when we leave here today. That'd be weird though, because we're in downtown Woodstock. But hey, stranger things have happened. But so they have a guy up there. His name's Justin Fields. I was watching some stuff on him before we hit record, and I said it's like watching Cam Newton all over again. I think he's very much in line with that kind of style of player. And I've everybody knows how I feel about him. I don't think he's going to be all that great. I just don't. Uh, maybe he proves me wrong. But, yeah, I guess you're probably asking where are you going with this. And his last three games, the dude has just ran all over everybody. Broke Michael Vick's record. Yeah. Single game rushing <laughs> record. So what do the Falcons have to do? Obviously, you got to contain him. But in can, trying to contain him, the one thing that we were, you know, kind of watching, gathering, doing our homework, gathering our news is that when you try to contain him, that kind of leaves his receivers in some man-on-man situations or he can find the open guy and he can burn you that way. So he's also developing a healthy relationship with his tight end, Cole Komet. And they've been, they, multiple people have compared their relationship to that of Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews. And we know how that works out in Baltimore. So um, that's, that's something scary. We're going to have to watch out for. Yeah. uh, You know, um, I'm just not sold on fields. I know I I keep beating this horse and no, you don't have to be sold on fields though. You have to be sold on the fact that our defense is not great. So, But, but neither is theirs. Sure, but so, I'm saying it, for Justin Justin Fields is going to ha- not have that. If we don't have a pass rush, okay? We have shown over and over and over and over that we don't have a pass rush, and our secondary is weakened. So I'm not going to say it's easier for Justin Fields, but it's kind of easier for Justin Fields. Yeah, and he's on a hot streak too. You know, I think he's had like a 99-plus uh, QB rating in the last three games. So so we, you have a streaking, and, and when I say streaking, they're still three and seven. 
So it's not like they're going to come in here and run rough shot over us. Right. And, he's know. having great games, but they're losing. So it's not, I'm not saying that the Bears are going to come in here and beat our ass, but the, we do have to take them, him particularly seriously and game plan for, for taking him out because that's the key. We, we take him out, then the, they, their offense doesn't move at all. But unfortunately, that's going to involve some some scheming and some pass rush and some some stuff to take him off his game because if we give him time in the pocket and he, he sees a hole to run, he can kill us with his legs. And I don't want to see the Bears win just because then the bridge-jumping crazy Atlanta fans will all come out and start talking about how if, if Justin Fields was here, we'd be undefeated and on our way to a Super Bowl or we should have got Fields or Fields, 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 Fields. Well, it's, it's, already, <laughs> it's already happening. I know. I've seen it, but... He has three good games. They're still three and seven, but everybody sees the 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 promise of Justin Fields and and what he could be. And and now it's they're going back to how how much better we, off we would have been if we would have drafted him. And man, okay. And all I can say is we didn't. So get over it. Yeah. Move on. Accept the fact. I used to have an old friend. She would always say, "Accept the fact and move on." I mean, Except the fact that Justin Fields is never coming to Atlanta. He he he's, he wasn't drafted. He's not going to be a Falcon ever, ever. Get over it. Wouldn't be surprised if they pick up Bryce Young. It wouldn't surprise me if they, they don't need to, but, you know, the Falcons do have a problem at quarterback. They have to solve that problem. And, and I don't even, think we're going to be that high in the, the draft, though. Who knows? Who who really knows? Well, I mean, it's because, it's man, we just saw the Commanders beat uh, Philly, so that's – if they can beat an ain't no Philadelphia team, they can surely give us a, a run for our money. And that's what's interesting is I I can't remember who it was, but it's I don't want to say with Green Bay or something, but uh, one of these rookies, they kind of asking him, you know, how's how are things going for you in your rookie campaign? And he said, man, the NFL is crazy. He said everybody's good. And one of his uh, you know veteran teammates was like, yeah, right. He's like everybody's pretty good, right? He's like everybody. And I know some people are going to laugh at this, but he's like, every team, when they get when they break camp, has a chance to win the Super Bowl, man. He said, every team is good. Despite the, you know, despite the Lions being three and seven or whatever, or the Bears, he's like, it's just about who makes the least amount of mistakes. Right. Everybody in the NFL, I mean, some teams are built better than others, but every player in the NFL is good. The, 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 like the best at what they were doing. There's only a certain amount of people, and those people are the best at it. Well, it's, it's like, so, uh, and I heard this all the time growing up and I, you know, kids today hear it too, but because when, when you're, when you're 12, everyone wants to play professional baseball or football or like everyone wants to be a, well, most boys, not all, but you know, if you're involved in organized sports as a young, as a young child and young man, I think everybody dreams of, uh, you know, playing pro sports. So you always hear your coaches go, you know, well, well what does it take? And, I, and from high school to college, it's like take all the high school, and this is baseball, football, whatever, take all that pool of talent in baseball or, or in high school and take that 1% and move it into the college ranks. And then I'll take all that talent, that th- athletic talent at the college level, and then 1% of that. So it's the 1% of the 1% that go play professional sports. And I've you've heard me say this on this show a few times. Like the worst player in in the all of the NFL, the NBA, MLS, MLB, NHL, wherever you go, the worst players in all those leagues will still kick any of our asses on up, the court, up and down. The worst, the absolute statistically worst player in the in all of the NBA will house us. He'll they'll, he'll house you. 
that are out there saying, oh, we got to trade them, blah, you know, all that. He, he'll beat the pants off of you. He'll beat your whole church league team. Yeah, he'll embarrass you, dude. Like, he'll play horse and be undefeated. He'll, he'll, he'll stay at your house for three days, and you can play 72 games of horse, and he's going to be 72-0. and 0. Yep. Sa- Same, the worst pitcher in all of baseball, in all of major league, the absolute worst guy will strike you out every time. And that's, I think that's what gets to me sometimes about some of these fans. It's like they're professional athletes, man, and they struggle. And this is leading into something. We didn't stay too long on the Falcons because, I don't know, maybe maybe we got a little sour stomach right now. But this is leading into something that happened in Atlanta last night. And I am not screaming for the coach to be fired. I'm not saying the owner has to sell the team. I'm not even saying we need to trade anybody or sign anybody. I'm just saying here's what happened, and you'll get them next time, guys. Good luck. I hope you learn from it. But And this is, not, this is something that you can say because it did happen, as long as you say it in the right context. The Atlanta Hawks last night got their ass whipped by the Boston Celtics. Yep. It happened. The Boston Celtics rolled into Atlanta and handled their business, and they kicked the crap out of the Hawks. Do I want Trey Young to be benched? Nope. Do I want DeJounte Murray to be traded or, or whatever? Nope. Do I want A.J. Griffin to go, go back to the end of the bench because he's – He got nope, 21 nope. minutes last Does night. Nate McMill- nope, none of that. What I know is my team squared off against the best team in the NBA, and the best team in the NBA put their foot in their ass. Yeah, it, it was, happens. It, it was a tough game. They were red hot from three. We were not, which is, seems to be the the reoccurring theme for us this year. But man, it was uh that was a difficult watch for sure. Um, I I almost was going to go to that game. I'm really glad I missed out on that one. Um, but it's weird. We've we've gotten we've gotten spanked three times this year. Mm-hmm. The Raptors. Yep. The Hornets, and then this. Awful Celtics game. First time we see them, they they match up well with us, and it just wasn't, I, I don't know, it just wasn't clicking. And that sucks. Uh, but it is what it is. It, if you learn from it and you move on, I, listen, I, I, saw, I, I saw the game, but when I read the box score and I saw that AJ was on the court for 21 minutes, that's growth. I'll take, I'll take the silver linings and everything. You got 21 minutes on the floor. I'm all about it. But, yeah, I mean, overall, I if you just read the box score of the game, it's a tough read because, you know, they beat us in every single facet of the game except for offensive rebounds. But those yeah. offensive rebounds that we were getting weren't turning into second-chance points. So the one part of the game where we beat them didn't really help us. So I mean it was tough. And it, oddly enough, the the free throws for both teams were were low. I think in the in the teens for both teams yeah. for the whole game. That was strange to me, but is what it is. I mean, you didn't even get a dominant performance by Jason Tatum. I think he was under twenty points. Um, Jalen Brown maybe had twenty points. Uh, it, it was just I don't know. They they just played team basketball and they they beat us. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's that's the point I was trying to make is sometimes it's just okay, and you and you don't have to pull the fire alarm or like jump out of the plane or anything. It's sometimes it's straight up just okay to wake up. And I texted you last night the same thing. I said, "Man, the Hawks got that ass whooped tonight." 
Sometimes it just happens. And yeah. guess what? I, I would argue that if you if you lose in so many statistical categories like the Hawks did last night, it doesn't care that you dominated the glass offensively. No. Even if they would have turned some of those opportunities into scoring, uh, they probably still would have lost. The game would, would have just been a little closer. Yeah. The fact of the matter is the Celtics just rolled in here and dominated us. That's it. That's really all you can say. The Hawks got their ass kicked last night, but you know what? It's going to be all right. Well, it, it, I also don't think that the three-point shooting woes are going to stay this way the entire season. I know. I'm still waiting on, on Bogey to come back, which is honestly starting to piss me off if we're being honest about it because – what seemed to be like, oh, he's good. We're just giving him a couple extra days to make sure everything's great is now turned into when the hell is he coming back. But he is also a good three-point shooter. So the Boston Celtics came in the game fourth fourth in the league in three-point shooting, and the Hawks were in like 26th yeah. in three-point shooting percentage. And like that literally, you saw that in the game. Mm-hmm. You saw the percentages. They matched up. Um, I, I don't, I don't know, man, but that's the first time we saw him this year. We, we played the Sixers twice. We played the Bucks three times. Like it's a weird season so far, but, um, I, I don't know. Now, now we know, now we know exactly what they look like. So hopefully that will just help us next time we play them. But the NBA season is also a long season. So you got to shrug this off, you know, gar- yeah. gargle some mouthwash and, and keep it moving. Well, that's that's another point that I'll bring up is our and not just our fan base, but I again when I talk about the Atlanta fan base, I feel like just the 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 problems that we have as a fan base are just more pronounced or more prominent than other fan bases. Like I feel like there's more bridge jumpers and naysayers and and panicky freaks than other fan bases. I just think it's a larger representation and like. Again, you're not worried, you know, like you don't care that the Hawks got, I mean, I care, care, but it's like, what are you going to do? It's a fighter's mentality. Atlanta fans will drag this shit around for a week. It's one of those things where I I care in the moment, in the moment it sucks, but then you have to look at big picture and big picture. It's not that it's not that important. You know what I mean? It, it is, it sucks to lose. It sucks to lose to that team because if you win this game, then it's a different narrative for the Hawks. The whole league's on notice. They just beat the Bucks tw- two out of three, and they just took down the Celtics. So watch out for the Hawks. Now you get beat by twenty five, and they're like, "Oh, damn! The Celtics are really good. Hawks are good, but like not not that good, you know." But that's the the narrative for right now. We could we could come out and, and torch the next two teams we play, and be be that guy again. But again, it's still early in the season. And guess what? We don't see the Celtics again until March 11th. Sure. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. you're going to forget. You've already forgotten about it. I've, we're just talking about it because we're trying, again, one of the points of this show is to try to talk some sense into some of you fans out there that just act like children and you act so irrationally. And anytime something doesn't go the way that you would like it, you you stamp your feet like you lost your binky and you cry, and it's it's embarrassing. You're embarrassing the rest of us that go, you know what, fighter's mentality. The, the Hawks ain't thinking about the Celtics last night because they know there's nothing they can do about it. It happened. It's over. They turned the scoreboard off. The lights at State Farm went out. Everybody went home, and now it's time to start anew today. 
I'm sure they're practicing or they're traveling if, if they got to go on the road again. I think they're at home for a while, but still, that's what I'm trying to – the point I'm trying to make is some of you guys don't act like that. You, There were people – there were still people after the Braves won the division, after they locked it up, swept the Mets, they were still coming out and bitching about April. And I'm like, Why? It's that happened like four months ago, bro. What are you doing? I forgot to ask you this earlier. How do you feel about Buck Showalter getting lame? At, what? A, how lame? How lame as shit ever? How do you get that award? I think the Philly. Of, honestly, of, the Phillies manager should have gotten it. A hundred percent. How in the man? I I, I don't heard, know who votes for that. But. I heard that and I was like, so it, do you? Is that your participation trophy for an epic meltdown? Yeah, that's what you get. Apparently, if you coach a team to an epic meltdown, who it's worth repeating, uh, 175 days in first place, still lost the division. And the Padres just came in and just whoosh, right out of the, just gotcha. Yeah, I, it just. Even the Padres manager, like those two teams that really weren't supposed to be there, the two teams that nobody predicted to get as far as the NLDS went to the NLCS, one of them went to the World Series and. Thank God the Astros sealed their fate, but come on. It was, Buck Showalter? Buck Showalter. Son of a bitch. Like, I, I think Snit should have got it over. If they weren't going to give it, what is it, uh, Rob? Is it Rob Thomas? I know that's a singer for Matchbox 20, but is that also the name of the Phillies manager? It's Rob something. Anyway, I, I'm uh, embarrassed that I don't know, but it's, it's Rob something or other. Marco, look it up. But point being is Brian Snicker took a team that – and let's talk about let's April. Talk about April. They sucked in April. The Braves were not a good squad in April. May they started to pick up a little head of steam. They went on that fourteen. Get, Rob Thompson. Rob. So I was close. Uh, they picked up a little head of steam, and then after that, the Braves were the best team in all of baseball the rest of the season. They overcame a ten-game deficit. They sweep the Mets at the end of the year to clinch the division. You know, so I, I would say, as a from a manager's perspective or, or from a fan perspective, Brian Snicker had the better year as a manager than Buck Showalter. But Rob Thompson, who, you know, Girardi gets ousted. The Phillies look terrible. He's a he's like Snicker. He's a players guy. All the Phillies have said he cares about the players. He's a players coach. We responded to that. But to take the eighty-seven win Phillies all the way through to the World Series taking over a team at midseason or a little earlier, come on. That's better than Buck Showalter. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't give it to Dave Roberts. <laughs> and his He gets jackass of the year award, though. I was talking to somebody about that the other day. Like, best, don't best ever. preseason interview. Ever predict. That's like those morons that get the Super Bowl tattoos of their team when the season starts. Like, what in the hell's the matter with you? What do you Stop with the drugs. <laughs> stop like, now get off the drugs I, like, I wonder i wonder what the success rate of those things are like, oh it's abysmal i mean because and again you don't well the patriots did it so there's but you see like dolphins fans doing it and, and bears fans and lions fans it's like dude you guys aren't even relevant the yeah. dolphins are seven and three for the first time since like dynasty was on tv or something they're so, fun to watch too i don't know if you watch any i don't dolphins like to fair enough and, and again, I'm that guy. I'm that stubborn, pig-headed, like, yeah, he's from Alabama, Pfft, whatever, Miami. I don't like the Marlins. 
I think I think it, it just kind of goes because the Marlins headhunted Acuna all that time. So screw the Marlins, screw that town, and screw their teams. I'm telling you, man, I'm one of the biggest fu homers there is. Like, like I said the other day, my, I, you know, you you know Michael up at he's a regular up at Gussins and he's a Philly guy, and I have two friends. I, I don't care, never want to see him win. My buddy, my buddy uh, Lee John Marshall, my buddy Lee, loves the Dolphins, loves the Marlins. He's a funny dude. Got some stories with that guy. He used to work for me. We worked together. I know him. Don't want to see the Marlins do well. I want total and complete sports domination from Atlanta all the time. I'm not going to get it. That's just stupid. <laughs> but, Doesn't mean you don't want it. But, I, yeah, I don't want to see them do well. There are some teams. Uh, let me try to think. Who else would I like to? Buffalo Bills. I'd love to see those guys win a Super Bowl. Or at least get back in, in, into the big game. No, I, I want to see him win it. Like, I like the Buffalo Bills. The Cubs. Does a small part of you, like, want to see them lose four in a row, though? No. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, we watched it happen. I, I, that, they don't, that fan base doesn't deserve that. Not at all. Um, Not one bit. That was a joke. I have nothing The Angels. I would love to see the Angels uh, get back in the mix, just, just for the sake of Mike Trout, which he's, he's from... I don't know if he's from Philly, but I know he's from the Pennsylvania, uh, the Pennsylvania area, the state of Pennsylvania. So you might see him back in a Phillies uniform, but I, I would like to see Mike Trout become a World Series champion. So it wouldn't bother me if the Angels did well. He can come to Atlanta. Mm, I, I'm kind of indifferent on the Astros. Our friend Kathy that used to work next door, she's she's from Houston. No. Uh, you know, nope. Troy. Troy Snicker, uh, Brian's son is on on the he's the hitting coach, so he got a ring. So I'm like, eh, he's, I don't you know, know if man. this counts, and it's definitely not baseball. But I want to see Seattle get the, the Mariners Sonics back. There's, you know, they talk about it from time to time. Uh, that would be pretty awesome. Um, they got the Kraken out there, and the Seahawks, and the and the Mariners, and the, I mean, oh, I guess the Seahawks have been their their only uh, championship squad. They won that one Super Bowl, and they uh, they played another and lost. But I think I probably wouldn't mind it too much if the Mariners ripped one off. I think I, the I think they've it, Seattle's a good sports town. Ken Griffey Jr. is my favorite baseball player of all time. So I Ooh, used to man. love love watching the Mariners play baseball. That invokes the question of who is my favorite baseball player of all time. And I I use that at I. It, I don't know, man. It was it, but it was like no. There's no question for me. Like I thought, yeah. I I never thought about it when I was a kid, and it it goes back to my uncle, and I mean he he's the one that like brought me into the Red Sox family at an early age, and we had a conversation about Ken Griffey Jr. before Ken Griffey Jr. was even playing pro ball, um, on the way to a Red Sox game. And then after that, I just, because he talked to me about him, I watched him. Obviously, King Griffey Jr. is an amazing baseball player and, and early on in his career did some really phenomenal stuff. Sweetest swing I've ever seen in my life. Um, but, like, yeah, that was it. It was over. I, I, I laid eyes on him one time, and, like, that dude, I followed his entire career. That guy is A1, my favorite baseball player. Yeah, he's a remarkable talent. But uh, oh man, I, I'll have, I'll get back to you next episode. No, that's a, I don't really have a lot of those to tell you my favorite anything. There's very few, very few things I am like hell bent one hundred percent. I know for sure my favorite of all time. 
and that's one of them. Yeah, I think there's just been so many for me. I, I could t- that entire Braves pitching staff: Freddie Freeman, Chipper Jones, uh, you know, uh, Javi Lopez, uh, Andrew Jones. How about this? Who's your favorite baseball player that didn't play for the Braves? Oh, man, I don't know. I don't know. There's so many more of those. Yeah. Uh, you know, lately it's been Nolan Ryan because I'm like, God bless how that guy was a – what a great talent he was. But, um, you know, that's – yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some homework and, and I'll come back and tell you. I don't know that anybody else that listens cares, but maybe they do. But speaking of that, man, I, I think we've kind of uh, come to the end of our road – here, you know, uh, you're talking about going to Kentucky to see the Wildcats and the and the Dogs this weekend. I think the Dogs win and they win big. You know, uh, baseball is going to be baseball. We'll we'll probably come back and talk about some dumb headlines and that people bring up about you know what's going on with the Braves. But uh, you would know. you like to know a really weird nerdy story about what's possibly going to happen this weekend? Sure. So I play Call of Duty online, mm-hmm. and I play with some guys from Kentucky. And one of those guys in Kentucky came across a couple extra PlayStation 5s that I can't get my hands on. So we had been talking about me buying one of his and him sending it to me. And I, if all this works out and I go into Lexington, Kentucky, I'm going to be coming home with a PlayStation 5 and I will be meeting my buddy that I've been playing Call of Duty online with. For the first time? First time. Yeah, you're a nerd. A super nerd. <laughs> you're a total nerd. Super nerd. <laughs> nerd. Yep. Uh, so, Dogs Wildcats this weekend. Hawks are playing. They're playing basketball. Uh, up next, they got the Raptors, the Cavs, the Kings, and the Rockets. That's your next four games. The Raptors play us really, really well. I'd love to see us be pissed off from the Celtics game and beat the shit out of them on Saturday because sure. that, like, I. But they, the the Raptors. Our friend Mark Watley, he and I were having this conversation the other night. The Raptors beat us by 30 earlier this season. Um, And they're a team that plays us unbelievably well. They're another team that matches up against us very, very well. Um, So that that should be a really great game. I'm hoping if we come out on the other side of that one, we're going to learn a lot too when we go to Cleveland, I believe on Monday or Tuesday of next week. We play in Cleveland. Cleveland is one of those teams that after signing Donovan Mitchell, um, they got a big boost. They're a big team. So it's going to, our, our rebounding deficiencies are going to, we're going to have to work on that when we see them. But that's another team that you feel like you might be seeing in the playoffs this year. Um, well, I mean, everybody gets in in the NBA. Well, but, but Cleveland, we're the, we're the 15 seed. Cleveland is, is revamped. Cleveland's yeah. a whole different ball. It's a whole ball game. Yeah, I mean, if you if you if you just go based off records, Raptors nine and seven, Hawks nine and six. Cleveland's eight and six. Mm-hmm. The Sacramento seven and six. Uh, it's not till you get to the Rockets. They're three and twelve. They're pretty bad. Then we got the Heat seven and eight, and the Sixers are seven and seven. We just took handled our business against them. And then we got the Magic at four eleven. That that rounds out uh, November, and then we just keep rolling on. That's what's crazy though, man. The uh, well, there's only five games. Yeah, the season ends April 9th. That's the last. Ooh. Guess who we end the season with? The last regular season game of the year. You said ooh, so is it the Lakers? It's the Celtics. Oh. So, okay, we'll close out with this. The Lakers suck. LeBron James, as an NBA uh, personality player, whatever, he sucks. But it is completely 
effing laughable that he just said earlier in the news that he I get I guess I have to learn how to flop. Are you fucking kidding me? The King LaFlop. Malcolm. King LaFlop said he needed to learn how to flop. And I, I don't even have anything else to say, but how that's just completely laughable. Like, <laughs> you are a jackass, LeBron. A jackass of, of the nth degree. I can't even believe that came out of your mouth. Like, have you not been watching your own film for the last decade? Oh, He's man. a flopaholic, man. The, the Sir flops a lot. The compilation films that are coming out are just hysterical. LeBron likes big flops, and he cannot lie. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Sir flops a lot. He is. I mean, Floppy McFlopperton. We could go all day, but... Can we'll, we call this <laughs> the listen to the end slash Malcolm's favorite episode? Sure. Malcolm, <laughs> sorry. I love you, brother, but what the hell is wrong with LeBron James? <laughs> and, and with that... Uh, we got to get out of here, but you guys have a great safe weekend. We'll be back with you Monday morning. We love you, Atlanta. We need you. We'll see you later. Do you believe? 